When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, and we've had a cavalcade of wonderful guests, but I'm very much excited to welcome in clearly the better-looking half of the run home with Joel and Fletch here on SEN uh, that you hear uh, from time to time on this wonderful station, SENZ, in little old Al Tedor. I think he's also been calling some rugby league over the weekend. What can he not do? Well, he can answer a telephone too and join us right now. Mr. Joel Kane, welcome to the show. Hey, Daniel, you're too kind. And uh, I thought this was a fact show, but clearly fictitious. I'll tell you why. Uh, you did the better looking half now. That would put Fletch in a really low sort of level because I got a text last night from a bloke I hadn't heard from in about eight months called Nifty. And Nifty said, Gee, champ, you're well. Um, and that's the first few words he said to me. So, uh, but I'll take that, Daniel. How you been, mate? I'm really well. Why, why do you think Nifty's been ignoring you? Well, well, Nifty's just one of those blokes who, you know, he, he's not. we're not close. You know, one of those guys who you're not really close with, but you just sort of contact from time to time. And I haven't heard from him for eight months, and he says, geez, you've been eating well. Very first words he says. Thank you very much, Nifty. <laughs> <laughs> not followed up by, have you got have you got tickets to the opening round of the NRL this week? One of those friends. You, you know them, Joel. That's it, that's it. What's happening, Daniel? <laughs> oh, mate, we're just loving life on this part of the world. We've had, had a wonderful week of sport been coming to us thick and fast, uh, dizzying heights of a, a record test um, victory against England on Tuesday. Um, that was pretty dramatic. And I love this time of year, Joel. March. I always call it March Madness. Seasons overlapping, new seasons starting. Yeah. It's, re- it's really the time where we cash in our brownie points, don't we? That we've clearly earned oh. in great numbers <laughs> over summer by doing the lawns, etc., etc. Yeah, et cetera, et cetera, 100%. No, it's a, it's a great time of year. I mean, you know what this time of year is, Daniel? It's all about hope. Everyone's got hope. Um, you know, everyone's a chance to make the finals. Everyone's a chance to win the Dalian medal. And um, that's what it's about. It's the month of hope, March. Well, you know, Warriors fans are hopeful of, of making the eight. Um, Broncos fans, similar after a one-pointer against the Panthers. Those two fan bases, after what we saw last night, will be feeling rather tall about themselves. But hope can be a dangerous thing, Joel. Yeah, and and you know what? Uh, There's one thing that you can rip through the hope stakes. It's me and the tipping comp. I'm none from three. So I thought (laughs) Newcastle Knights could beat the Warriors. I was wrong. I thought Penrith would beat Broncos. I was wrong. I thought Parramatta would beat uh, Melbourne Storm. I was wrong. To be fair, I suppose all those three could have easily gone the other way, but um, that's fish and chip wrapping now, isn't it? Okay, well, help me out. Who have you gone? Seagulls or Bulldogs is up next, isn't it? So who have you tipped there? So when you say help you out, are you going to go the opposite, are you? Well, yeah, maybe, possibly, (laughs) definitely. Um, Look, you know what? I think this this next game, the first of Super Saturday, is probably the hardest of the round. Both sides using that term hope. and Everyone expecting Manly to improve. Everyone expecting the Bulldogs to improve. I think we saw last night 
And I know a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, Abby Corrissey has a huge out, which he is. However, I don't think he has a bigger out. And Daniel, the reason I say this is it's not just what he did for himself and did for the team. Jerome Luai, I thought, was fairly quiet last night. And mm. when you're marking on the right-hand side against Penrith, you'd have Jerome Luai, but you'd also have Kikau as a major threat. And I think without having that presence of Kikau, that is going to strongly detract from Jerome Luai's game. So I think he's a major out and a major, major in for the Canterbury Bulldogs. I don't believe in my whole time watching rugby league, I've seen a better player when it comes down to a charge down and kick out. He scores a lot of tries from doing that. I'm tipping the Bulldogs. I know it's swimming against the tide. I'm actually in a tipping comp at the line, and there's about 20 people there, so we tip at the handicap start. Manly are giving up the start, and even still, every single person in that tipping comp has gone Manly except me. So I've just got a feeling Canterbury can cause a boil over. Well, Joel, um, I've already gone the doggies, so... You and I are geniuses. We're the outliers. Like we're playing 3D chess, mate, and people are just living yep. in our world. I've got I've, my notes on the Bulldogs. Helium done my big rises this year, um, but maybe we can forecast the remainder of Super Saturday just a little bit later. But you know, the Warriors last night against the Knights. I, I've been trying to make the point to the New Zealand audience here: if they can bottle the defensive effort, especially that sort of defensive stand from minute 60 through to 70, go up the other end of the field, score a try after soaking up all that pressure. You're going to win a lot of games in this competition if they can do that. Massive if, though, considering what we've seen from this club over the years. Yeah, I, I just think the coaching's so important. This this bloke's legit. Um, I, I do I do want to temper things a little bit. I, I think the Warriors might be in for a similar year to Todd Payton's first year at the Cowboys. We're definitely going to see improvement. Um, this guy's a really good coach, and I've known him since he was a young kid, Andrew Webster. And he's a great guy. You know, in fact, I'll tell you what you're going to see. You're not going to see the real Andrew Webster until maybe midway through the year. He's actually quite a relaxed, uh, funny sort of. He's a really funny bloke. Um, so I just say, you know, the pressure stays away from him. He has many, many wins. And, and I think the, the New Zealand public are going to absolutely fall in love with this bloke over time. But, but... Hold your breath, Warriors fans. Temper expectations. Um, it's yeah, it's a grind. So. It's a process. You're you're, you're building yeah. something, and any construction takes a time. Takes time. Yeah, I honestly think Daniel that, that the you know a win for the Warriors this year, and, and they might go way above expectation. And that's fine as well. Is if there's sort of two weeks to go, and you're still in the finals calculator framework, I think that's a win. You you, you just don't want to get to round. And it's all done and dusted. And I, I know I'm sounding a bit doom and gloom after a magnificent win, but I, I just do believe that you know, long term, you've got the right bloke coaching. Does he need more than 12 months? Maybe, because um, there's probably a few little holes there. He still wants to fill the blanks in recruitment-wise. But uh, you've got the right bloke, and uh, Blue Sky, whether it's this year or years to come, I think for the Warriors, is certainly heading in the right direction. What about Broncos fans? They always have remarkably high, if not slightly, um, you know, fanciful uh, expectations of their side. Last year, they missed out on the eight. Um, in 2023, what would be realistic for that club that is so well supported, has so much going for it, whether it's resources, the draw? <laughs> what should yeah. Broncos Nation think about this year? Well, you've just beaten up the Premiers, and, and this is a team who... Um, the last three seasons had only lost to three teams. They'd only lost Penrith to Melbourne, 
Parramatta and South. And if you weren't one of those, you just hadn't beaten them. The Broncos have come out and knocked them off on their home soil. Have we found a kryptonite, Daniel, for this team, the Penrith Panthers? Maybe it's English. You know, they had St. Helens there at home soil. They got beat by the Poms. And then they took on the Broncos. And the English bloke, Herbie Farmworth, scored both the tries for the Broncos. So is that the kryptonite, the English? Everyone's scrambling around for some, you know, bizarre link to an Englishman in their squad. Get them on the field. Well, they Absolutely makes sense. I, I, I mentioned this on Twitter and immediately all the South fans said, oh, Tommy Burgess, he's playing him next week. <laughs> bring, bring him back. Bring them all back. Bring them all back. Yeah. I, 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 or maybe we're, we've just, you know, got a little insight to how Joe Kane makes his picks. Is this why you're tipping right. Zoe from three? Because you go down that these beautiful be rabbit holes. That, that might That's be why. Right. As, uh, I'm hearing simplify your life. <laughs> I'm hearing so many pundits say this is going to be one of the tightest seasons um, in a long time. What would they base that on? And do you agree? I do, I do, because look, we've already seen with Penrith, they clearly are looking like they will regress. Broncos, who are in the bottom half, clearly look like a team on the improve. Warriors look like a team on the improve, and Knights stuck with them a long way. Um, and then, you know, like Melbourne, Parramatta, the Parramatta regress a little bit. There's very few teams, and this doesn't happen every year, but there's very few teams in the bottom eight who people aren't suggesting well, it won't improve. Like, they certainly will. Like, you look at Titans, you think they'll improve. Tigers, likewise. So, I, I just think generally we're going to see a really... Uh, there was a big, big gap last year between the haves and the have-nots. You know, like, it was... Typically, to make the top eight, it's about 50-50% of the games you've got to win. But the top teams were just, you know, winning all the games against the bottom teams. I, I do think... So, we, we, we knew the top eight basically a long way out. I, I do think this year that things will be much tighter. Mm. But ultimately, what, the, sa- the same sort of elite will, will be vying for it. You, you don't see someone, you know, miraculously dropping out of the top four all the way out, you know, all the way to the bottom. There's not going to be huge tumblers down the list. Well, Parramatta's a, a worry. Um, not, not that they're in the top four. Uh, well, we're, actually, they were in the top four in the end. Um, yeah, they're a concern for me, and, and there's a number of reasons for that. Um, you know, Reed Barney's obviously lost. However, uh, Hodgson did terrifically well. Um, my concern for Parramatta is that last year, they had the eighth best defence. It's those teams who sneak through to a grand final. Um, they're the ones who have the big regression, who, who got away through to a grand final, but ultimately it was winning wallpaper. So there was a problem somewhere, and for them it was defence. You know, teams who the Cowboys, the Sharks, and the Panthers, those three teams in, in defence were the squeakiest clean teams of the lot, and they're the teams you find who, who just... You know, I know Peter's got beat, but they're the ones who just tend to keep that culture and that dotting the I's, crossing the T's, and they're the ones who don't regress. So I think, despite Peter's having a loss, Penrith, Cowboys, and Sharks are probably the bulletproof picks as far as, yeah, they'll be top six. Don't right. worry about them. Those teams who, and even South, you know, South's defence wasn't too flash last year. So I, I worry about those sort of teams. The newcomers are the Dolphins uh, from the uh, Redcliffe Peninsula who will spend a lot of time playing at Suncorp now, won't they? I think a lot of games at Suncorp for them. What should we expect in 2023 for a brand-new club? Okay, so the Dolphins, I 
things are never as bad as they seem. Things are never as good as they seem. And everyone's tipping the Dolphins to run last. I, I honestly can't see that happening. I, I really can't. I think to run last in this day and age, there's enough teams who have got, you know, infighting, you know, politics, unhappiness. And I reckon that's the solution to getting a wooden spoon. And whilst you don't see that in rounds one and two, because everyone's largely, as I said, hope, but when the pressure's on and you're deeper into the season and fans are starting to lose that hope and, you know, there's a bit of angst getting around, it's those teams who who are going to do that. We're, you're not going to get that with the Dolphins. Wayne Bennett's there. Everyone's there with a fresh start. So nobody's no fraction relationship inside the Dolphins' camp. I played at the West Tigers. Uh, in their first ever season in 2000. And, and, and it was, we were pretty much being appraised the same way as the Dolphins. In our first ever game, we took on the Broncos, who were the favourites to win the comp because of their star-studded outfit. And they ultimately won the comp. And, and you're probably thinking, OK, well, that's sort of the Roosters. Isn't the Roosters' star-studded outfit? Many people tipping them to win the comp. That's the first assignment for the Dolphins. 18 and a half start or something is the betting line. And I, I just think it's going to be a lot closer than what people are expecting, only because of my experience at the Tigers. This fresh energy, uh, yes, it may be a big year for the Roosters coming up, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a big, big game of this. I will get you, get you out on this one, John. Do appreciate it, mate. Uh, this is probably a pie that you need to eat, according to whatever his name uh, yeah. was. You need, need to get right. stuck into that. Um, Super, Saturday, Super Saturday is upon us. What is the game of the day, though? What's the one that you want to see more than the other, others. Yeah, yeah. The, the game of the day for me is actually Manly and Canterbury, just because it's a bit of the unknown. I, uh, obviously, South and Cronulla is a great game, but no, no Nico Hines. So for me, it's this first one. Like where, where really are these two Sproot teams at, Manly and Canterbury? Well, we look forward to it, John. We look forward to catching up with you as the season progresses, my friend. Thanks for dropping some knowledge on us on a Saturday. Enjoy your Super Saturday, and we'll catch up with you soon. Good on you, Daniel, and thanks to your listeners for tuning in. Um, I'll catch you next time. Good stuff, Joel Kane. Uh, joining us, uh, of course, uh, you'll hear his dulcet tones throughout the uh, NRL season uh, across SEN and SENZ. And, of course, uh, one half of that great uh, duo with uh, Fletch. It's great, mate. Joel and Fletch.